and LinkedIn. How are we doing? Welcome to, uh, it's not really an official Ali and Herring's Twitch of fun. Uh, what it is, we just find ourselves with uh, a spare evening because we did Rahalastapa this afternoon with the wonderful Maria Konnikova. Um, you can see that in the videos or wait a few weeks for it to come out as a uh, podcast. It's about poker mainly and uh, but her experience and how it equates to life. She's a fantastic author. Do check out her book, The Biggest Bluff. Um, uh, she was lovely. I thought it was a great interview. So it's nice to do a slightly more serious one every now and again with an author, a official author. But it's been and gone, which gives us a free evening here. And on this free evening, um, we are just going to attempt to remind you of uh, the Stone Clearer Kickstarter, which is currently got 48 hours to go. We should do a film about it called 48 Hours, and we need to raise another £3,185. It would be lovely if we did that this evening, wouldn't it? But uh, we're... Um, Look, it's just gone up. Oh, how exciting. So you can affect the screen by <laughs> by uh, donating at rahelastapa.co.uk slash Kickstarter. I'm sure the wonderful Steve Brads will be regularly posting the uh, link in the chat there. Uh, we've got nothing planned. I might do a little behind the scenes of some of the uh, some of the characters from twitch fun i might introduce if we get hit certain targets i might introduce you to some new characters uh and they'll be exciting it's not I, it's good to have a not an official alley and hangs twitch of fun on this because it means we can workshop stuff without having to put it through the rigorous uh writing and testing schedule which you obviously do for all the other characters uh, anything we do tonight will be absolutely ad hoc there is no script to the the writers have gone home um, something like uh, Brian Wasp. What's the buzz with Brian Wasp? Bzz, 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 bzz. That took weeks to to write to come up with the idea that he would uh, be a, a correspondent who says what what's hot and what's not, but then get it slightly wrong. And uh, then equally, it took weeks to pretend to lose him, and then bring in Gwendolyn Wasp. Uh, sorry, Gwendolyn Fly. That's so offensive within the Fly community. What I just did there, and I would like to apologize sincerely for what's happened uh it's a chance for us to have a little chat back between i'll look in the chat room i've got my glasses on so i can read what um what's going on and i might put on my nicer glasses you know because it's a special occasion and um if we hit certain targets we've hit one of them already which was the sixteen thousand five hundred pounds which a couple of days ago i didn't think we would hit by now so that's good news um I think the next major target that I've said, oh, sorry, my cat is, oh, look at this, it's all gone wobbly again, isn't it? Uh, my next major target is uh, 17,500. If we get to that within the next hour, I would say, then Hist or the Crow from this morning, Rich Not Judy. <laughs> maybe I should go back to my non-crate. I think that's how I, I broke those glasses, and maybe that's how I broke them. Is that better? I don't know if that's better. Um, uh, Hist or the Crow from This Morning Rich Not Judy will make an appearance. You'll get to see what physical state he's in. That's a long way away. Though. That's another 700 and... Uh, yeah. Is that how much? Yes. Oh, look, there we go. It's gone up. Oh, it's exciting. 
there may be chances to get little shout outs. There may be chance you could get your name going across the screen or something. I don't know how we'll do it, but if you um, make donations uh, and uh, want something in return, we might be able to do stuff like that. Um, and uh, yeah, look, I've got pictures of some of the things you can be getting. Oh, that's the Alley and Home Twitcher fun thing, first of all. That is a lovely new addition, if you did not know about it, is the uh, Ali I'm Winking At It t-shirt, which if you've already donated or you want to get that uh, and all the other stone clearing stuff, just add £20 to whatever donation you've made already, as long as it's, um, yeah, basically, I mean, if you just want to get it, you can just, there's a level for £22 where you can just get the t-shirt. If you don't want all the shit from the stone clearing, like wingers, witches' fingers and witches' dicks, that one could be yours. Look at that. Is that a dick or a finger? We don't know. That where's the box for that? Let's have a look. Not there. Not there. There it is. Yeah, that will be inside that box, and then you can open that up and show your family. It's uh, it's good. For, and then you just spend the evening discussing whether you think it's a dick or a finger, and you have to put up arguments. It's it's a brilliant game. It, honestly, it will last days and days. Fun for people from the age of 2 to 102, but no one outside those parameters, I'm afraid. Or we will come around and take the game off you if you break those rules. There are no rules to which is fingers or which is dick, but that is rule 2, is anyone who's under 2 or over 102 is not allowed to play. Um, so there's that. There's As we saw, there's the T-shirt. There is the beautiful plastic memberships card. Now, you can get this. I feel like I'm on QVC, and in a way I am. Uh, you can get this uh, just as a PDF, which you download, which won't be beautiful and plastic. Or you can pay a little bit more and get the physical membership card, which will be numbered individually. We can only have nine, 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 nine members at the moment. I think about well, I mean, there's how many people have we got? That that should be up on the thing, shouldn't it? I'll have a look on. So far, we're approaching 400 backers, 394. Not all of you will get a physical card, so you would, the, the non-physical ones will have a number, but it won't be an individual number, I think. We'll see. We'll see what we do. Um, 397 backers now, so we're very nearly at 400 backers. That sounds like a that would be a good point to uh, bring in something new. Uh, I'll maybe introduce uh, a character at 400 backers. Sorry, my cat's meowing in the background. I hope that's not spoiling. That could be the new character. Um, but remember, any new characters I bring in will um, will not have been workshopped. I won't even know what they're doing. It'll just be ad-libbed and we'll see what happens. Not like the rest of this. The official show that uh, you've come to know and love, which literally, even though they're out every week, it takes three weeks to prepare each one. So, uh, And it's a big team of people. Uh, so do watch out for that. Um, I will have to keep on. I suppose I can, yeah. Oh, actually, so you've got more there. So we might be three. Are we on 399 now? No, two more backers, and I'll introduce you to a character that you have not yet seen on screen. 399. hope it's auto-refreshing. Um, that's lovely. Thank you very much. Uh, and I will be reading out the, once we've got established and everyone's turned up, I will be reading out the... Um, First chapter of Everything Happens for No Reason, which is uh, the reason I'm doing that is a because it's there. I just, I just I've, it's, I'm going to do it as a sitcom, and I've written a sitcom script uh, for the first episode and a couple of other episodes. Uh, haven't yet adapted them for the internet, uh, but I'm also trying to do a novel version of it. 
novel, a book version of it. Uh, and um, I'll read you what I've got so far. It's first draft. All right, we'll do that in a bit. There's uh, 240 people, and that's not a bad little amount of people. Uh, so the money we raise from this, if we have to hit £20,000 in 48 hours, probably 47 hours now, or we don't get any of the money and you don't get any of the rewards. So we do. You've been fantastic over the last couple of days, especially yesterday was the best day we've had. You can go to Kick Track and put in Stone Clearing and you can see the various progress over the time, where they think we'll end up on Kick Track. It's been not hitting 100% most of the time. I think they've got us on about 90% at the moment. I think once it gets that high, I think uh, there will be a uh, st like a stone rolling down a hill. I can't think what that's called. Avalanche, that's not what it is. We're on £17,000. That is good, and that must be um, that must be 400 people as well. That's a, whoever gave that. I mean, if you want to give a shout-out, say, when you've donated, uh, I'll just trust you, uh, and we'll give you a shout-out. Um, so thank you to whoever that was. Took us up to 17,000. Oh, 399 backers, though. So one more backer would have been perfect, wouldn't it, if it had been... But that is very good. That's £3,000 to go. I mean, if we could do it tonight, imagine how lovely that would be. I know you'll keep me waiting until the last possible minute. I thought we'd, it, we we would need about 420 people. I think it's going to take a little bit more than that. But there are higher reward levels. Let's have a look at some other rewards before we crack on. So there's this is at £100. You get all the other stuff. and You get signed versions. Uh, there's a 16-page guide to stone clearing. Um, there is, let me just remind myself of everything that we've got because I don't want to miss anything out. Um, at £100, you get everything except the Alley T-shirt, which you can add for £20. £150, you get the Alley T-shirt included. It's a late edition, so sorry, that seems weird. You get, um, at £100, you will get, uh, and you all get this Listen to the Stone song of over £15. You get PDF versions of stuff. You get a physical guide. You get five of oh, the Scout badges, which are awesome. Let's have a look at those. That's the dick. I think we can only see one, but there's one of them. That's the Cairn building. There's five of those. You get various numbers of those as you go. Um, you would get uh, a signed and numbered copy of the of the book, and you will get uh, signed and numbered, which which is thick. And the and that T-shirt that we saw, you can um, wish I knew which number was which. You can sew your badges onto the side. It's like you could be like a proper Cub Scout. I think we might have just hit uh, four hundred backers. Should have got Chris Evans to put that up in the top corner. I bet you can't do it while we're watching. That's a little challenge for him. Oh, 404 backers. That's incredible. So my new character, I've spent uh, £3,000 making this puppet. That's where my, where, that's where your money's going. Uh, luckily, I spent it uh, quite a while ago. Look, it's Gugus the dog from... Um, let's see if I can... That's his ears. He actually is a pretty good puppet. I don't know if it all works. How does the mouth work? Uh... He's winking at it as well. How's your mouth work? Does it not even work? Do you think there would be a more horrific puppet than uh, Ali? But look at this. We've got the... I think his eye is sort of falling out. Ah, it came down again. Let's put it down because he's winking at it. Can I get the mouth working? This one, this actually, I think, dribbled when it worked. Oh, is it that one? No. We'll look into this, see if we can get it working. Might be this one. Oh, no, I've just pulled that something out. I think, the, I think the string's come off. Oh, no, I've disappeared. What happened to me? Chris Evans is trying to change it. Ah, oh, look at him. I've disappeared. I'm back. Oh, look. 
he's he's useless. We should sack him. He's useless. Most of the money's just going on, you know, disasters he's caused. Hello, Gugus. Hello, hello. I'm the French dog. I'm the French dog. The good thing about him, he's sort of in the way of uh, my mouth. I'm the French dog, and my name is Gugus, and I like to. You're back. <laughs> so I told you that's that's we're just workshopping it. No, we haven't put any work into this at all. Um, yeah. So there's this. Oh, hold on. So there's a little string. Is it one of these? No, we'll work. We'll work on it, Gugus. So he could be a new character coming in. That would be fantastic. Uh, if we get to, uh, is it seventeen thousand five hundred? That was said for. That's incredible. We're nearly there. But to meet his store, or maybe I should bump that up a bit. <laughs> I wouldn't do that to you guys. I love you too much. Um, someone's just put in a, a sizable amount. £150, you get all of that stuff, plus a um, the Alley t-shirt is thrown in. And then you also get a personalised video message from me to you, or anyone you want, of at least 60 seconds in length. I, we will send it to you. That's pretty good, because that's actually only about 30 quid for that. And some people charge like 400 quid for you to do those. So that's quite nice. Luckily, not many of you are doing that so far. I don't really want to encourage many people to do that. How many people have done that? Seven people have done that so far, I think. It's called Funny Shapestone. But you get all the stuff and uh, that. And £250, you can actually sponsor an episode of the actual Stone Clean podcast, as well as getting all the stuff. The T-shirt is not mentioned there, and the uh, the Ali T-shirt and the video message if you spend £250. If we got um, uh, about 12 people to do that we'd be we'd be there right now so uh this is working beautifully well thank you very much uh for your support with this it would be lovely just to finish this off in the next hour what we're also going to do if we do complete this one and it is dependent on us completing this one because we do need to make some money ah oh, look at chris what a what a genius uh a lot of people take the piss out of Chris Evans, not that one, mock him and are very rude about him. And I won't have it because he is absolutely what he can achieve with minimal disruption is just absolutely brilliant. So um, I think with Gugus, I might have to film him somewhere else one night because he's too big for the studio. It's incredible. But then let's see what, how his store is. If his store turns up, it's only his store's only £109 away. Am I right? We might not bring them out straight away. Um, so we're on 408 donors. We're on £17,391. Uh, sorry, I haven't been interacting very much with the uh, the chat room yet. Well, I'm sure we will. Um, uh, if you like, while we're waiting to, for more donations, I'll read you this first chapter of this book. I don't know how long it's going to take. Um, and if you enjoy it, why not make a donation? We'll see how things go. So this is my alternate universe. Not much happens in this first chapter so far. It doesn't really get to the exciting bits, but um, yeah, I think it's quite good. But everything happens for no reason. It's an alternate universe thing. It'll go on forever. It's the new Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. That's how I'm pictured. Crossed with uh, Dante's Inferno. That's what I'm. Uh, that's what I'm calling it. Uh, so here we go. I'll read it. See how it goes. This is this is the bit of content that will be written. Why don't you ever hang your fucking towel up, exploded Yvonne, surprising even herself with the intensity of her anger. There was a silence followed by a muffled, what, from the bedroom? He hadn't even heard. You've left your towel on the floor again, the rage more concealed this time, but still gently seeping through clenched teeth like halitosis made of hostility. 
Another beat of heavy nothingness was broken by a hesitant... Sorry? The blood rushed at Yvonne's head and fireworks flashed behind her eyes. Not even an apology. A question asking if apology was the appropriate response. How fucking dare he? To be fair, a genuine apology wouldn't have been much better at this stage of proceedings, but that's hardly the point. I was going to do it later, Gary shouted, perhaps realising his error and foolhardily trying to close Pandora's box after opening it for the briefest little peek. You never do, though, came the response, much more whiny and less outraged than she'd intended. Does it matter? Nothing's going to change because I've not hung up my towel. Not for you, maybe, but I have to waste my valuable time picking it up. What, two seconds? You've wasted much more of your valuable time lecturing me about it. He knew she hated him saying that. It wasn't a lecture to just point out a self-evident truth. What kind of lecture would that be? Would be that short for a start? If a lecturer turned up and said, hang your fucking towel up, that's it, any questions, then they'd be out of a job pretty quickly. Why did Gary keep saying things that he knew would wind her up? I'm not lecturing you. In moments like this, she generally felt like there was no point carrying on. Every impulse inside her was to just throw away at the last seven seconds as if nothing... Uh, at seven years as if it was nothing, walk out the door in her dressing gown and slippers and never come back, even though she knew in an hour or so they'd be laughing and having fun again and she wouldn't be quite be able to remember why a, something as significant as a damp towel on a wet floor would have made her want to walk away from everything she had had and the man she more or less loved. He wasn't all that bad. It was just the thing with the towels and the dried-on mixture of stubble and shaving foam he left caked in the sink and the specks of piss on the floor and that was just the stuff she could see from where she was standing. Oh, the splat and oh, and the splatters of shit on the toilet that he seemed to think that the crap fairy cleaned up. Poor crap fairy, having to constantly explain that she was a good fairy, she just dealt with feces, especially Gorling, given how great she was at that job. But outside the bathroom, he was a perfect boyfriend. A perfectly adequate boyfriend. She looked at the little fluffy, soggy turd of a towel on the floor and whispered to herself, All right, fuck you, I'm not going to do it. I'm leaving it there till you fucking do it. However long that takes, I am not your fucking mum. She exhaled and stepped over the towel and headed for the shower, then stopped, huffed, stepped back and gingerly picked up the towel between a thumb and forefinger and let it fall like a heavy-handed symbol of her shattered dreams into the laundry basket. She turned on the shower, water gathered around her feet. Yeah, he never cleans the hair out of the little trap thing in the plug hole either, but that's it. As far as the bathroom goes, that was all that he did wrong. She wasn't going to let any of this spoil her special day. Bottle it up, push another ghost into the containment facility. It's very full in there and there's weird warning lights flashing and the sound of metal being stretched to its limits, but there's always room for one more. And look at the positives. At least he showered. Gary was always clean. Not everyone could say that about their boyfriend. She got an apology, a half apology anyway. He'd said sorry in a Quasimodo voice after stuffing a cushion down the back of his shirt. She'd given her a reluctant half-smile, mainly at how desperate and pathetic this was, but it was enough to shatter the ice and allow the relationship to continue to the next impasse. He was a nice guy. He'd taken the day off work so they could go out for a lazy, boozy lunch. They'd walked up to the local shopping centre to the row of mildly trendy chain restaurants, each dedicated to the food of a different nation. So, where are we going? Or is it a surprise? I thought I'd let you choose. You didn't book? He looked at her as if she was mad. I don't think you can, can you? They're all pretty much the same anyway, pretending to serve street food from some exotic location. Which poverty-stricken people do you want to bogusly emulate for more than they earn in a month? She laughed. We're doing something special tonight, though, right? Maybe, but come on, 33 isn't that big a deal, is it? It's not an important one. 
What are you talking about? I've got to my Jesus age. I'm now as old as Jesus was when he died. But have you achieved as much? Arguably not, but he was born at Christmas and died at Easter, so I've got at least three or four months to catch him up. Also, his dad was God. Nepotism played a big part in his success. Gary wasn't listening now, though, which was a shame, because Yvonne thought that, that had been an excellent joke. His phone was ringing. He looked up, looked up at her, wincing with faux apology. Come on, I thought you'd taken the day off. It's not a day off. I'm working from home. He answered the call. That's what working from home means, explained Devon to nobody. Not working, not at home. You, at most you do some emails over breakfast. I'll be in it as soon as I'm sitting down, said Gary to whoever it was who was working from work. He chuckled and raised his eyebrows to Yvonne. Some prick has uploaded a virus in Reading. She didn't care. I took the day off. You're self-employed. It's hardly, hardly what? It's just not the same. It is the same, Gary. Just because I'm not earning as much, he checked herself. I don't want to get into this. Not today. Let's just eat some pretend foreign food and drink cooking lager out of a necessarily fancy bottle. Which place, though? Your day, your choice, chuckled Gary. Not like it makes any real difference. Yvonne looked at the dozen restaurants in front of her. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. They entered the Yerevan caravan with a little trepidation. It was a new place on the block that neither of them had ever been to or even heard of before. It promised Armenian street food and inside slightly dour-faced waiting staff wearing a parody of traditional Romany costumes were carrying trays of food and drink to a smattering of slightly glassy-eyed couples and chubby businessmen. Instantly irritating balalaika music was piped into the room and at the entrance was a mildly authentic-looking brightly painted gypsy caravan. They've committed to the wordplay, observed Gary. Yerevan caravan, is it wordplay? Or is it a very short poem? Is Yerevan a place or a person? I mean, are people supposed to know? A waiter whose costume made him look a bit more like a pirate than a gypsy interrupted and wearily informed them Yerevan is the capital of Armenia. It was clear it wasn't the first time he had to say this. It was clear that he had to say it to absolutely everyone who'd come in so far. And it was clear that although the restaurant had been open for days or possibly just hours, he already wanted to kill himself. I don't think people know that, though, offered Yvonne. Two, he interrupted. As they followed him, it struck suddenly struck Yvonne. Oh, no, it's communal tables. Can I pick a different place? You always end up sitting next to some random weirdo. Oh. They'd just arrived at their huge table. It was empty except for a solo diner sitting at the opposite corner to them with a big chunk of disgusting bony flesh in his hand, which he'd just taken a juicy bite out of. He looked Yvonne square in the eye and proclaimed, The lamb's feet are fucking awesome. Do lambs even have feet? Yvonne wondered out loud. She looked away, annoyed at the invasive eye contact, but she had to look back. This man was mesmerising and not in an entirely positive way. He didn't like look like any of the other customers. He was overweight and mildly slovenly, but had exquisite pointy beard and something seemed to be wearing eyeliner. His eyes shone and seemed almost lilac and he had on a green tunic that somehow reminded Yvonne of the clothes that Captain Kirk wore when he was off duty. Was he a member of staff on a break? If so, why was he eating like a slob and swearing at strangers? Yvonne felt intrigued, disgusted and afraid simultaneously. Let's go somewhere else, she whispered. But Gary was already sitting down and had his laptop out and was typing away rapidly, almost randomly, as if he was auditioning for a job working with an infinite number of monkeys. Which would be a stupid job to apply for. They've already got infinity monkeys working there. They're not taking on anyone else. One more is going to make literally no difference. Gary held up his index finger to Yvonne in a gesture that said... Both he'd just be a minute and that she shouldn't interrupt. I swear, Gary, murmured Yvonne, a volume she supposed was too quiet for him to hear. Sometimes I want to smash that fucking laptop right into your head and grind the broken glass into your face. She felt like doing it too, just to show him. 
What the fuck? exclaimed Gary. Then he looked up at Yvonne. Guildford is on fire. Everyone's been evacuated. Honestly, I am away for one day. My whole life could be on fire and no one would notice, thought Yvonne, though a sarcastic groan from the lamb-foot-eating stranger made her wonder if she'd uttered this self-indulgence out loud. Gary's phone rang again. He looked at the screen with trepidatious glee. OK, I've got a surprise for you. Good surprise or bad surprise? Gary answered the phone. We're in the one with the caravan. Who is it? This really wasn't like Gary, and Yvonne was suddenly worried he might have done something stupid like book a stripper, or worse, someone to serenade them with an accordion, or a string quartet. All of this was so mortifying that it made her feel a little bit sick just imagining it. But the reality was worse. It was Ewan. Gay! He shouted from the entrance. Gary glanced at Yvonne and weakly said, Surprise? She looked back in disbelief. Bad surprise then. If he's got an accordion, you're chucked. Hey? Why have you invited him? He invited himself. Ewan was now at their table. He was large and imposing and hairy man, almost buff, but having spent too many evenings in the pub, like a slightly off the ball 30-something Oliver Reed. Happy birthday, Yvonne. You don't look a day over 40. Oh, Gary, you booked me a clown. Red nose and everything. Ewan, Ewan's facade dropped for a second. I'll do the jokes, Yvonne. Will you? Let me know when you've started. I've started, so you can finish, Ewan said, and laughed at his own non-joke. He turned to someone behind him, you know, like Mastermind. Such was Ewan's swagger that Yvonne had not even noticed he was with someone else. But hidden by his barrel-like form was an exquisitely pretty, slightly hippie young woman. The girl shrugged. She didn't get the reference. Ewan remembered himself. Oh, shit, guys, this is uh, Sarah, said Sarah. Sarah, said Ewan, attempting to make it appear if he'd, he'd got the name first by getting in quickly and loudly, like he could somehow defeat the speed of sound. Sarah, corrected Sarah. Hi, this is Yvonne and Gay, said Ewan. Gary laughed. I'm Gary. He likes to make that joke because those two words sound similar. And also because he's gay, added Ewan. It works on two levels. Gary laughed along with this, even though Yvonne was pretty sure he was neither homophobic nor 13. What did he see in Ewan? Did he like him because he made him look good by comparison? Because every time they saw Ewan, Ewan just thanked Ewan, Yvonne just thanked her lucky stars that at least she wasn't with someone as moronic as him. Gary had his faults. Right now he was pulling out his nostril hairs over the table they were about to eat at. But he could be so much worse. Or was Gary one person with her and then totally a different one with Ewan? Did she know the real Gary at all? Nifty to meet you both. Happy birthday, Yvonne, chirruped Sarah. Sarah. Oh, you're Australian, noticed Yvonne. No, she's not, laughed Gary. Of course I am, you doofus, countered Sarah. I'm learning so much about you. You've not known each other too long, observed Gary, chuckling at his friend's predictability. Not very long. About five minutes, replied Sarah. Gary and Yvonne laughed. No, seriously, said Ewan. She was looking a bit lost and Billy No Mates at the tube station, so I said, do you want to come to a birthday party? And I said, you got some balls, but you're pretty spunky. Guilty as charged. One leads to the other. So I said, sure, why not? Why not? exclaimed Yvonne. Possibly because he's a complete stranger who might be a sex criminal. I've known him for seven years. I'm not convinced he's not a sex criminal. I'm a very positive person, explained Sarah, and the universe rewards positivity. I like to say yes to every possibility, and I'd just like to thank the universe for that. It was clearly taking every human effort to stop Ewan punching the air with glee. You see, I believe everything happens for a reason, said Sarah, as if she genuinely believed she was revealing some unimaginable new philosophy to these world-weary 30-somethings. Well, you're obviously wrong about that, countered Yvonne. Yvonne, interjected Gary. No, it's my birthday and I'll call bullshit if I want to, because the truth is that everything happens for no reason. Life is a random load of shit and then you die. No offence, Sarah. None taken, lied Sarah. I think it's a good attitude, Yvonne continued, not to sit back and let life pass you by. And without being patronising, at your age, we all thought like that. 
But a few years of not sitting back and not letting life pass you by actually teaches you it's best to just sit back and let life pass you by. And if life looks like it's going to stop for a chat, you find it's better to turn out the lights, hide under the chair and pretend you're not in until it's gone. And that's without being patronising, as it said, Gary. Can you try it again whilst being patronising? I'm saying I think it's good what you think, insisted Devon. I used to be the same when I was, how old are you? 19? 19? Jesus, she looked at Ewan with even more disgust than usual. But he was looking extra pleased with himself at this new piece of information. But just think of the logic of what you're saying, Sarah. I mean, what does it mean? Everything happens for a reason. It means everything happens for a reason. But if everything happens for a reason, then logically someone must be orchestrating all of this, like God. Well, not God exactly, but something like fate. Yvonne scoffed. Gary tried to intervene to shut this down, but the train was already rolling down the tracks. It's not fate. Our lives aren't preordained. If they were, what would be the point of living them? It's all If it's all mapped out, if we weren't doing this, you'd be doing something else. You'd be claiming that was your fate. But I am doing this, so it is my fate. Fate brought me here for a reason. Ewan brought you here for a reason, says Yvonne, and he didn't. you don't need a crystal ball to work out what that is. Though I do have spunky crystal balls, Ewan boasted, even though he realised that didn't sound entirely positive. Now he'd said it. You have to be doing something. You have to be doing something at any given time, insisted Yvonne. Like when you're shaving your armpits, you're not saying this is my fate. Or when you're waiting for a bus or pulling out your nasal hair at a fucking restaurant table. Gary's hand darted away from his face. I was just scratching my nose. Sarah persisted. Well, obviously not everything happens for a reason, but the big stuff. Don't you see? It has to be everything or nothing. It's all linked. I don't accept that. Yvonne checked herself. She knew this girl had done nothing wrong and it didn't take too much analysis to realise she was lashing out at a stranger because that was easier than confronting her own problems. But she also wished someone had bashed this kind of crap out of her when she was a teenager. Life isn't a film where you're the central character. Nobody cares about you. You're not in control of 95% of the stuff that happens to you. You're probably not even in the film, not even in the crowd shots. I thought this was supposed to be a party, interjected Ewan. You were wrong. It was supposed to be a romantic lunch. Who says we get things going with a bit of the old nose? You couldn't think of the euphemism cocaine. Nose cocaine, that's what I call it. No, no can do, buddy, said Gary. I'm officially at work. Not for me either, said Yvonne. I'm cocaine enough already. Sarah, fancy a trip to this disabled loo? To the dunny? Yeah, the universe has given you an opportunity. I guess. I know you believe in positivity. Don't feel you have to do anything he suggests, pleaded Yvonne. Fuck it, why not, said Yvonne. Yvonne's lecture, and this time it definitely had been one, had just made her more determined to throw herself into the arms of fate. As they got up to go, Yvonne attempted to argue that one reason why not would be because the disabled loos were only for disabled patrons, but that wasn't really much of a counter to the grasping to grasping life and strangers by their crystal balls, and this pair of mismatched strangers were already giggling and touching each other before they got through the door of their sordid drugs and sex toilets. Gary looked like he might be about to do his Quasimodi apology again, but his phone rang. Sorry, I have to take this. Hello? Sorry, I can't. Hold on. He headed to the door for better reception, but turned to say, just order me anything. Maybe not the lamb's feet. Hello? I can hear you now. Yeah, this is he. Yvonne exhaled and her shoulders dropped. She looked for a waiter to get her a drink, but the pirate who brought them in was chatting up a waitress, who at first glance looked like she might be meant to be Princess Leia. Happy fucking birthday, eh? said a voice. Yvonne looked up to see the pointy-bearded stranger, who she'd actually managed to forget about, staring at her with what might have been sympathy or lust. It was so hard to tell those two apart. I'll thank you not to listen to my conversation, she bristled. It's pretty hard to avoid. That's as maybe, but I have no interest in talking to you, so I'll bid you good day. The stranger shrugged and laughed. All right, Jane Eyre, but I'm not going anywhere. Yvonne pretended to scan the menu and hoped the eggy silence would continue till Ewan and Sarah tumbled out of the toilet. Even a coked-up, newly-flated Ewan would be better than this.
Did you ever wonder what would have happened if you'd taken a different path? Yvonne slammed down a menu, but it was only one sheet of laminated card, so it made less of a dramatic thump and more of a pathetic whoomph. Listen, I'm an atheist, so whatever you're pushing, nothing you wish you'd changed? I might have sat at a different table. Stick or twist, it's a risk. Maybe if you took a chance, you'd get a better job, better boyfriend, but what if it came out worse? You don't know anything about me. I know you're not happy with him. I could do a lot worse than Gary. You could do a lot better. Oh, I suppose you're about to suggest yourself. She gave a hollow guffaw. Oh, Christ, no, no, you're really not my type. All right, pretending you're gay, but amazingly I'll manage to convert you. Get over yourself. I'm not gay. I'm not anything. I am an immortal interdimensional being composed of smoke and fire. The idea of communing with a bag of meat like you is frankly disgusting. I'd just cook you for a start. But if I was going to try it, then I'd definitely go for someone with bigger tits. He looked appalled with himself and then added apologetically, No, I wouldn't really. I was trying to do banter. Mammary glands are just grotesque. I've been a bit sick in the back of my throat. That might be the lamb's feet. Look, my boyfriend will be back any second. No, said the lilac-eyed lunatic with absolute certainty. He won't. Well, shut up anyway. Waiter, waiter. There was no waiter, but Yvonne couldn't resist a final shot. And for your imagina- and for your information, I'd stick. You never twist on 17. She said this with triumph, but immediately understood what a telling indictment this was of her life. Was that really where she'd ended up? But she didn't have time to dwell on it, because suddenly the stranger exploded into blue flame, intertwined with whirling spirals of wisping smoke. Tiny Catherine wheels of sparkling glitter fired. Apparent appeared, fired appeared from nowhere at random, as if the air was being alchemized into silver filings. And though every single inch of this man was instantaneously alight, or rather transformed into fire, the temperature seemed to drop. The vague shape of a man was still discernible, and his facial features were visible in the midst of the conflagration. He seemed unperturbed, possibly even vaguely amused, putting Yvonne in mind of those self-immolating monks who'd burned themselves in protest at something or other. Yvonne found herself mildly embarrassed that she couldn't remember what, after all the trouble they'd been to. In a second, though, she'd gathered her wits. Fucking hell, she screamed. What have you done? Help! Why isn't anyone helping him? People had turned to look, but with the faces of confusion rather than horror. She grabbed a fake artisanal pottery jug of water from the next table and threw it at the flames, but it turned to ice or crystal and fell to the floor and shattered into fractals which melted and snaked away like mercury. Like I said, a voice came from the furnace, not really into mammary lands. Yvonne continued to scream, Why is nobody helping? As she looked around at the other diners, bewildered, the stranger quietly transformed back into the human version of himself. A menu on the table had caught fire, but he casually patted out with his hand. He coughed to draw attention from the hyperventilating Yvonne. I only revealed my true self to you. They just saw you throw a glass of water in the face of a stranger. They think you're mental. She heard someone whispering, Thank God we didn't end up at the table with the weirdo. Yvonne tried to make sense of what happened and concluded this has to be a dream. She grabbed a glass of water and threw it in her own face, confident that would wake her up. But the dream, if it was one, continued. She smiled weakly at everyone else as the cold water dripped off her face. All right, well, I've clearly lost my mind. Maybe you and slip me some acid somehow. You're not mental, said the recently burning man. Not all that mental. You're the chosen one. I'm the new Jesus. Wow, straight to that, David Koresh. You're my, ch- you're my chosen one, the one I've chosen. For what? To dick around with for a bit. She didn't know why, but she decided just to relax and go with it. It certainly wasn't happening, so she might as well enjoy herself and treat it with the flippancy it deserved as her brain disintegrated and reality collapsed around it. Who are you? she asked. The man seemed genuinely delighted to have been asked this question. He closed his eyes and centred himself, then opened them again, looking over with a sense of mystery so serious was all she could do to stop laughing in his face. I've been known by many names at many different times, he began. Oh, God, cringed Yvonne. You're not doing the many names at many different times speech, are you? Well, a bit cliche, mate. I expect more of you. Or assumed you'd created you to 
or assuming that I've created you due to being in the middle of having a stroke, I guess I expected more of me. Be quiet. To the early Muslims, I was Simon. Did the early Muslims call you Simon or Rick? Rick Harris. No, just listen. Was it the space cowboy? Maurice. The early Muslims called me Rumpelstiltskin. Flipper. King of the sea. You asked who I was. Did the ancient Britons call you Merlin? He's always in there. The ancient Muslims called me a jinn, said the increasingly agitated super being very quickly so he couldn't be interrupted. I'm not listening. She had her fingers in her ears. The Guanche of the Canary Islands called me Guayalto. I don't care about that. I'm calling you Ian. Ian Snell. Ian Snell, said Ian Snell, too surprised to be annoyed. So add that to the list. To Yvonne Pigeon of Shepherd's Bush, I was Ian Snell. It diminishes the dramatic impact. I don't care. Oh, that's my name, by the way, Yvonne. Nobody's ever called me anything else. Well, apart from Janet Bedfield from 2C. But if anything, it was her that was the cockwomble. I know who you are, said Ian. I've been waiting for you. Specifically for you, not the other loser you who went to the other restaurants. Other me's? You were right, Yvonne. Everything happens for no reason. But the thing is, everything happens for no reason. I'm not following. Have you seen the film Sliding Doors? Yes, said Yvonne. It's shit, isn't it? Just total bollocks. It makes me furious. I quite liked it, she apologised. Look, the quickest way to explain this is to show you. Ian scanned the table looking for something like he wasn't exactly sure what. Then he picked up an empty beer bottle, licked his fingers and picked at the spout. He cursed, rubbed his fingers against his next two fingers like he was trying to get a plastic bag open. He still seemed to be having trouble. I hate these things, he mumbled to himself. Hold on, hold on, got it. Are you ready? For what? It's going to get very hot, very cold and then very hot again. And in the middle, it's going to go a bit total recall. I'm going to have three breaths. No, no, two are bad enough. You'll see. Ian Snell then pulled apart the opening that he'd managed to tease apart and a tiny puff of smoke or mist farted its way into the room. Yvonne was going to laugh at this weak-ass magic trick, but then Ian thrust their heads and bodies into the aperture he'd created and enveloped them as he pulled an infinite invisible sheet over them both. The restaurant disappeared from view and suddenly they were nowhere, not in the partial vacuum of outer space, but in the total vacuum of the space between universes. Yvonne didn't have time to take in any of the absence of everything, because the minute she was through this stretchy portal, every fibre of her being was being racked with searing pain. It was as if every nerve ending in her body had been dipped in the hottest chilli sauce in the world, which had been blended with cystitis. Also, there was no air, and she gasped like a fish, arriving at a surprise birthday party that had foolishly been organised on dry land. She tried to shout an expletive, but in the space between the universes, no one could hear a scream, and also, you can't scream. She didn't notice that Ian was entirely unaffected by this journey, though, if anything, a little bored, even though so far it probably only lasted milliseconds. But notions of time were very hazy, because time did not exist here, which she would have realised if she'd looked at her watch. At least things were cooling down now. For a tiny instant, the pain subsided and the temperature was normal, and she just had to contend with regular cystitis that she'd had when this started. But then it got colder and colder. She felt her blood freeze in her veins. Her lungs were empty and her eyes were coming out on stalks. It should have been scarier, but she was thinking, oh, that bit of total recall. The heat returned, her blood melted and then boiled, and just as she was sure she'd explode, the Yerevan caravan drifted into view in her peripheral vision, rushing towards her at speed, seemingly from every direction. She was forced violently through a tiny fracture in the fabric of the universe and knew in that moment what it felt like to be a pimple being squeezed. It wasn't much fun from the pimple's point of view. Everyone shook violently from side to side as her head lolled to the left and then to the right. It felt as if her brain was moving out of her skull and then back in again. It took a second to compose herself. Oh boy, she explained. Exclaimed. They were back, pretty much exactly where they'd left. Ian was sitting at the table, his food in front of him. He started picking at his lamb's foot and smiled. That was fun, right? Not in any sense at all. That was not cooly and not cool. It was horrible. And you should get consent before taking someone through a wormhole. Plus, we haven't even gone anywhere. You're a fucking stupid prick. She wagged her finger at him angrily, but something flew off it and landed on the table. 
She looked at her hand and it was dripping with thick and gloopy blood. Oh great, she reasoned. That little roller coaster ride through nowhere has excoriated. But no, the skin was still there, her skin was still there and unbroken. The blood was not hers. The room was coming into focus now and she saw the other diners standing at their tables, holding their hands in front of them in surrender, backing their way to the walls. She supposed they'd just witnessed her disappear into nothing and then slide back into the room like a calf slopping out of its mum's cow vagina. She addressed them calmly. Don't worry, I come in peace. She held up the other hand, which she saw gloved, also gloved in blood and baubled with something that looked like it might have been chunks of brain. She looked to Ian for explanation. He pulled a daft face, stuck on a lamto and pointed to the table in front of her. Someone was lying face down amongst cutlery and broken glass and smashed bits of something or other. His head had been battered so hard and so repeatedly and his skin and eyes so badly gouged it was basically unrecognisable. But Yvonne knew who it was. She knew the clothes, what remained of the hairstyle. She recognised the sticker of the large broken bit of laptop keyboard that was embedded in his temple. The sticker said, have you tried turning it on and off again? But that probably wasn't going to work for this issue. Definitely not for the laptop, the blooded pieces of which were scattered all over the vicinity. But not for Gary either. Yvonne howled with grief. Gary was dead. What have you done? She screamed at Ian. Me, said Ian instantly. Are you crazy? I mean, obviously you are. Look what you did. Me? Yes, you did this. We all saw it, didn't we? Some of the other diners murmured in agreement, but most were too scared to engage with this unhinged laptop killer, lest they become her next victim. They were also wishing they'd just gone to Wagamama's as usual. Why are you doing this to me, Ian Snell? Tears were rolling down her face. I have to be honest, he replied sotto voce. You find this a lot less funny than I anticipated. What the fuck is going on? God, that took longer than I thought it would. Hope you enjoyed that. Um, <laughs> that's uh, that's everything happens for no reason. The first bit. Um, got quite a lot more to do, uh, but there we go. We're up to seventy thousand six hundred fifty-six pounds. Uh, if we get uh, eighteen thousand pounds in the next quarter of an hour, um, I will introduce you to Ali Sloper's wife who is not going to be in Ali and Herring's Twitch of fun for a while uh, but you can meet Sally so uh, do crack on and put some money in if you want to rahalastupa.co.uk slash kickstarter we're doing really well I'm I'm very very pleased about um, I don't need to have these headphones on I don't know why I put them on I was talking to Chris Evans and he wasn't even talking to me Um, that's much better now uh, so I've, I told you I'd introduce to Histor. Now prepare yourself. I, I, some of you might not know who Histor is. Is there anything else I can put up there? Let's not put the scout badges. On. Let's put the Ali Ali badge. Um, uh, Histor was a puppet that I first employed in uh, nineteen ninety eight from an idea we had, uh, I think, for an actual radio show or whatever became of which we were going to do. Uh, looking back at events that didn't actually happen based loosely on real events, but they weren't. And we were going to have a pirate crow that explained things from the past to children. Uh, and it was in this morning, which not Judy. Uh, and there was two of them. It was what I genuinely believe, and I'm not even joking. Stuart Lee's funniest thing Stuart Lee's ever done was being Pliny. Uh, Stuart, with these puppets, in fact, we just left them in the studio on the last day and forgot about them. And then, we didn't collect them and we'd forgotten. And the next we heard, it was a couple of years later, someone said they'd seen them flying around in the back of Going Live or whatever the Sunday morning show or Saturday morning show was. Um, so we got them back. Stu got Pliny and I got his store. Um, Stu put Pliny in the cellar of his house and it rotted. And I think he's thrown him away, which is absolutely tragic. But I can't really um, 
and plain because you'll see in a second. I'll, I'll, I'm going to go behind this uh, wall, this solid yellow wall here. Um, that I have. Uh, we're in a specially built studio. This is partly why we need to raise money for the Kickstarter. Um, and I will try my best to bring in uh, his door because I said I would at 17,500. How are we going, boy? You alright? Ah. Ah. I don't know how well it'll fit in to the screen as well. Oh! Sorry, it's not. Oh. Ah! Ah! Richard is me! Histor! Sky TV's one eyed history pirate crow! How are you doing? It's been a little while, hasn't it? It has been a little while uh, since we've last met. Ah! Ah! Um. You're a bit too big for the studio. Maybe when we, we're going to make a bigger studio by having a bigger green screen that we can put a bit further back. Maybe a bit more room than that. Good, Richard. Um, and he looks quite good, doesn't he? He looks quite good like this until. Uh, that's not not so good, is it? It's slight. It's slightly falling apart. Sorry to sorry to horrify every doll we get in this. That, what's that hand doing? He's got a hand growing out of his neck. Ah! Maybe that can be the character. Um, every doll we've mentioned in this does seem to be losing limbs or heads and stuff. Um, there may be a serial killer, doll serial killer around. I wonder who that could be. I wonder who it could be. I can't wait. There, that's probably. Maybe it's that guy. So, anyway, that's his store. Uh, he's back. I don't. Look, it's like his face skin's hanging off his neck. Like he's been. Oh. I don't know if I can get my hand out of here. Anyway, there he was. It's nice to see him again, isn't it? I might try and get him mended. Oh, look. This, oh, this came off. I did use him the other day in something else, and uh, that's why he fell up. They said they would mend him, and they didn't. There's his little bib thing. Sad, isn't it? Um, hope you enjoyed seeing his store. If you enjoyed this, if you're enjoying this, please give some money. It'd be love to get to... Uh, uh, 18,000. We've got 415 people who have donated now. I know many of you will have donated already, so thank you very much for doing so. If we get to 18... Did I say 18,000? Yeah, 18,000 by 9 o'clock, then we will meet Sally from off of Ali and Sally, the wife of Ali Sloper. Um, uh, I can't do a Histos I t-shirt, Colin, because, um, you know, it's not my... It's not my intellectual property. Only half my intellectual property. Uh, but BC's repair shop, maybe. Yeah, I think he, I think Hairstore might be too far gone. I might donate him to a museum. I'm not going to use him. In, it's not right to use him in in something like this. Um, good to see him again, though, wasn't he? That was nice. The story has stopped, Steve Bennett. That's as far as I've got with the story. That's the first chapter of the book version. I have written the first episode I'm reworking because we wrote an episode for Channel 4. One day, I'll maybe, for the badges, I'll try and get the pilot into the badger's secret area but i'm not allowed to show it apparently um it's got uh that guy from the cake show noel fielding that's the one uh and jessica Nappett, uh doc brown uh, ben ben uh, bailey smith was in it i was in it as the bloke in the background in the in the restaurant making comments um so we got about that far as well with the with the, the little bit of pilot we shot that was about 10 minutes in TV time. Uh, then I wrote a, a, a first episode that was quite trying to show the sort of things we could do. But, I, but given we don't have to do that, if we do it ourselves, and that's the plan, is to use the money from this Kickstarter 
uh, and also the money we're making from the ads on Rehearsed, but to try and make a pretty good audio version of it, which will cost like tens of thousands of pounds to do. Uh, we'll need to hire studios and actors once once the virus has gone away. I was hoping to do it this autumn, but I literally haven't had a chance to sit down and write any more than that and a bit of the first episode. Uh, and I want to write six episodes, so it may, it may be a few months before we get to that. Um, yeah, Taskmaster Legends, actually, you're right. So um, that's, I don't know, I'm not sure when we recorded that any of them had been on Taskmaster. Some of them um, so that's what's going on with that. So if we can get up to £18,000, if as anybody else who wants some of those amazing rewards, there's 265 people in here. I mean, maybe all 265 of you donated already. I want to make it very clear with this stuff, right, that um, if you can't afford to give me any money for this, please do not give me any money. The, the, what this podcast and Twitch stuff has also always operated on uh, the idea that people who can afford to pay occasionally kick in a tenner or something uh, a bit more if they can, and people who can't get to enjoy everything for free. And I want to carry on with that. Remember, you can also um, become a monthly badger and just give a small amount every month, or you can uh, use your Amazon Prime account to give us money through um, Twitch Prime, which won't cost you any more. Or you can just enjoy this for free, or just tell your friends about it. So it's I it works out that about maybe two or three percent of the people who uh, enjoy the stuff uh, give some money to us every now and again, and that so far that's worked in keeping us going. Just want to try and get a bit more ambitious of what we're doing. We are doing a snooker Kickstarter as well, which will probably start next week. If we hit the target with this this week, we've got 47 hours left or something of that nature, then all the profit from next week's one, the next week's one will go. And it's a really good one, the snooker one. I think it might do better. We'll set the target a bit lower, but all the profit we're going to put into like one of the comedy clubs or into uh, the, uh, the, the charity that's helping the comedy clubs uh, who are all like hundreds of thousand pounds in debt. So uh, it would be nice to try and make sure some of those comedy clubs survive. We've given some money to the comedians to help them survive, but actually if we come back and there's no clubs, then th that won't do us any good anyway. So um, basically, the, aside from the money it takes to build the make the rewards, uh, we will put everything else into that. So it would be lovely with the next Kickstarter, uh, presuming we make it with this one, if we could... Um, really put some effort into that as that will all be going to charity and um yeah well claire wants me to claire palmer wants me to sing the stone song have you donated already claire to the to the to the cause uh, not to the gym core core and the man core the cause don't donate to the cause they'll just spend it on uh whatever they want i'm sure you've all given so thank you very much if everyone who can give who has given uh, still got two hundred and fifty quid to get um to get little Sally out to see what she's like. Oh, it's gone up a little bit. Okay, this is for Claire. Listen to the Fatons, my friend, for they foul thing ye are married on. Don't listen to the birds and trees. Don't listen to your underpants. Listen to the Fatons. Listen to the Fatons. Stop eating grass, Wolfie, and they in turn. Shall listen to ye, my friend, my friend, friend. Hope you harmonised on that. Um, there's Gugus. He's back again. Oh, I'm winking at it. Uh, sorry, yeah, I'm winking at it. And the trench dog and his Googles. Quite a good character, actually. Uh, 
Uh, that this is from I Killed Rasputin, and uh, this is this dog I keep him off as a reminder of the forty-five thousand pounds I lost on that project. And this was three pound, three thousand pounds worth. This this dog is, and again, I think my cats had a bit of a crack at this guy. It's terrible that he's in such bad shape. Uh, I tried to look after these things, but he was like this after the after the uh, being battered around in the show for a month. To be fair. I don't think I don't think a lot of this is my fault. Though his nose wasn't blue when I got, so I think the cat's picked off a bit of his nose. He's got look, he's getting his nose is all yellow now because of the uh, studio. Uh, let's bring on Ali. Just he's going to be around tomorrow. I know lots of you want to see him. Here he is. Hello, boys and girls. It's me, Ali Schlotter. You've been waiting to see me, and here I am. What was all that fucking shit of the story, Richard? I just said I'd read that. I didn't think it would take that long. It would took for fucking ages. And no one donated during it at all. The money stayed exactly the same. Look, it's good. The money's gone up uh, a, a fair bit um, while we've been doing this. So that's very helpful. Yeah, it's going to fail. It's just definitely going to fail. I don't think it is. Let's have a look at what kick... Should we look at kick track? Yeah, let's look at kick track. See what kick track says is going to happen. Um, oh, that's... Uh, why is kick track gone? Oh, I'll do it on here. Well, look, it's 17,797, 418 people. Uh, it's saying we're going to get 96% of the goal. Well, that's very good compared to what's... That's not bad, Richard. But what it's been saying lately is way down. I think if we get to 96% of the goal, I find it very hard to believe someone won't... People won't come and put in the rest. That's 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 just my belief. Today, you can go this, you can look at kicktrack.com. It's kick, T-R-A-Q. We've done very well today, £1,252. We need to get £1,549 per day now, which is basically... And that's actually a little bit... Out, oh, that's out. That's way out of date. That's £1,000 out of date. So that's very good news. Um, yeah, we're basically down to £1,000 a day now, aren't we? So that's terrific. Uh, it's going very well. You should be very pleased with yourself. And the money will go to making more content for you. Okay, So that is always the way with this. We've actually got to pay off a little bit. We did uh, a couple of film drillers earlier in the year. We had a few uh, that we haven't paid for last year. But aside from that, the money will go into the kitty to make that sitcom, which will take a little while to make. But I hope you enjoyed that. We're at 18,000. It's amazing, Richard. You're at 18,000. No, well, that is amazing, Ali, because you know what that means. What does it mean? I wasn't listening. It means uh, that your wife, um, Sally, not Sally. Yeah, she's going to come out and say, she's not coming out of the box. She's already out of the box. I took her out of the box when we went to the, the Clapham Grand this week. Yeah, you're on stage. You're on stage. I did. I was brilliant. You're shit. Yeah. So she's she's here and oh no please don't bring her in Richard I don't want to please don't bring her in well maybe if it gets to nineteen thousand I'll bring in you can't do that you have to do you I'm thinking at it uh you you have to you have to do what you said you're gonna do I know I know I will do it four hundred and twenty people eighteen thousand one hundred sixty seven absolutely amazing I might should do this every night this would be a great way to make a living. <laughs> Just get people to pay for it every day. No, it wouldn't work, Richard. It's like International Men's Day. I, you know, I'm making hundreds of thousands. I made, what did I make? I can't remember what it was, but it was like 150 grand or something. If I did that every day, just gave and kept the money and gave it just one day a year, give it to charity. I'm not sure it would work on other days, Richard. I think it would. And cheeky me, just can't, you can't just say the same phrases out of nowhere and think I'm going to forget what's coming up. Please don't drink Sally out, Richard. She's just up there. She's been sitting here. The whole time, just like the window. Oh, please don't do her out. She'll be so cross with me. Does she know about Hoary Horse? Of course she knows about Hoary Horse. She was in the docks. She was in the what? She was in the docks underneath me when I was getting sucked off the horse. 
I hope people have watched the uh, are up to date with Ali and Herring's Twitch follow. This is going to sound crude. Um, yeah, well, it's you know, I don't. I'd love to see my beautiful wife. She is beautiful. I have to say, um, if you think uh, Ali is beautiful, that's good. Look, Chris Evans has put thank you question mark eighteen. He's so useless, Chris Evans. I won't have anyone saying anything against him. He's a lovely, lovely man. He does his best. He's Welsh. That is very offensive, Richard. I would never be offensive to the Welsh. The Scots, mind. I wouldn't mind being offensive to them. Shush, that's not that hard. Um, thank you, 18. Uh, let's get Sally in. We said we would do it, and we're uh, 420 viewers. Backers. That's what I thought would get us to the, the full number. This is Sally. I hope you're ready. I'm going to bring her in from below. Okay. Uh, if you thought Ali was a worrisome thing, actually, her mouth, does it work? Does it, does it work normal properly? No, it's a much better mouth. Hello, Richard, it's me, Sally. I am Ali's legally wedded wife. Yes, hello, darling, it's lovely to see you. Yes, it is. You have so quite some explaining to do, young man. I know, yes, I'm very sorry. There's anything I've done. Your voice seems to have changed since Sally's arrived. This is how I talk and she's around, Richard. Is that all right with you? Yeah, it is. Well, I find it most discomforting to have a tiny finger pocket horse in my box sucking off my husband. It's not what I agreed to do in the marriage, Richard, and I... I'm No, it's a terrible thing. Do you Do your blinking work? Ah. Oh. Let's have a look. Oh, look, she can really do it. Look, look. Oh, sorry, Ali, shit. I'm, I, I'm winking at it. That's cool, isn't it? That is a 128-year-old mechanism right there. Sorry, Ali. Do you know? How dare you drop me on the floor like that? He's a very rude young man, uh, Ali. I, he's so rude. He's so, so, I got confused about which I'm seeking. He's so rude that I've actually forgiven you for everything you've done. What happened to your teeth there? Sally, they always fallen out. I don't know if they've always fallen out. It does look quite terrific now. Might have to look in the box for those. I thought you had proper teeth in there. I hope that hasn't happened while you've been sitting on the windowsill. No, I'm sure it didn't. I hadn't been interfered without the... Well, oh, and now, this, now she's out here. Richard, I'm going to really suffer, aren't I? To get little look at prefer Sally to me. That's why I didn't want to come out. She is better than you. Yes, I am a lot better than my husband. She talks better than you. She can say better. I can say better. I can talk much better than my husband. My mouth works properly. I don't... I don't have... I have some teeth missing that I don't have an horrific gaping hole in the back of my head. No, that's... that's true. Yeah, well, you know, you can't all be perfect, you know, and then you knew what I was like when you married me. Well, in many ways, uh, no, we were forced together. Ali, it was an arranged marriage. I had no choice in it. Like Adam and Eve, you and Aid, and then I was swords out of some of the papier mache that didn't get used to make you. And, uh, you know, I've made the best of it over the last 128 years, I'm not saying that other puppets hadn't caught my eye, that I, I've always stayed very faithful to you, my love. Oh, that's very nice of you, darling. I love you very much. I really love you. I'm sorry about the hoary horse, but you know what can I do? Indeed, what can what what man when presented with a hoary finger puppet horse 
would have acted any differently. I suppose so. It's just you have to start accepting these things and then you just have to... It's the way in there now. I'm not sure that's true. I think it is. It's just in the DNA. You have to... Well, his DNA is all over the hoary horse. I don't need to talk about that. I should have said that. I didn't have if I'd said it. Well, you know, you didn't get in quick enough, mate. You've got to leap in. There's three of us now. You've got to leap in. If you're going to speak, you've got to leap in. Well, fair enough. That's fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, yes. It's been a tough time for me, but, um... You know, none of the girls out there, don't worry, there aren't any women watching. Okay, well, if there were any women watching, married women, you know how it is. You have to think, you have to put up with. I don't think that's true. I mean, this is a very Victorian attitude. I am Victorian, I know, but I don't think people should put up with that. You know, if you're in a relationship, you'd have to make that commitment. Yeah, yeah, you know, I think so. Anyway, that certainly wasn't the way things were with you when last time I saw you. That could, uh... 80s? Well, I didn't have any girlfriends in the 80s, so, you know, that's... Well, I can listen through the docks. I've heard some things. All right, shush. Um, there they are. That's Ali and Sally. Both of them made together. Uh, Sally isn't wearing... This is my great... My grandma, na, my nanan. There's nothing funny about it. Made this. This is her original dress underneath here. But that was falling apart a bit too much, so my nanan made that kind of funky... 50s, 60s dress to replace it. But that now is an antique in itself. That's the irony, isn't it? Yes, it is. I'm very upset about your teeth. Uh, I'm going to look in the box to see if they're there. It would be a shame that you're responsible for that, wouldn't it? I'm sure they used to be there. Well, it makes you look funny. It does make you look funny, and that's what this is all about. Look, we've um we've done pretty well. We got up to £18,193. Uh, still some way to go, but only two days. That's very good, Richard. You should be very pleased with yourself. Well, I'm not pleased with myself. I um, genuinely, I'm very touched that when we do this, that people do back us and get involved with us through all this nonsense. Oh, don't you? You're not going to be all serious, are you? You've got to be serious. Uh, Ali is pathetic. What he's doing is pathetic. He's a pathetic man. He's 53 years old, banking children to throw loose change into his cup. No, I genuinely, it's nice. I do this stuff. Some of it's a bit thrown. Not like this. Some of it's just thrown together and just crazy, yes. Um, and you know, some of it like Rahalasta is a bit more. Rahalasta, Rahalasta is a bit more. When you do that together, Rahalasta, oh, they do it together. Um, is you know, it's a bit more. That's a bit more put together. Um, but it's it means a lot to me that people have been supporting me all these years uh, and throwing in a bit of money every now and again. Um, you know, most TV shows, you know, I know I want to be on TV. You just want to be on TV. That's the thing. I do just want to be on TV. But most TV shows, you know, you don't know. People don't. People aren't actually funding them themselves. It's not, it's very nice that, you know, admittedly 421 people. But that's still wonderful. We've given proper amounts of money there to, to help keep us going. Hopefully we'll make, if we don't make £20,000, then uh, no one has to spend anything. No one gets anything. Well, where's the jeopardy? Isn't it Richard? That's the jeopardy. It is the jeopardy. It's a jeopardy, and that's what I like. About je I like jalopies, and I like jeopardy. You like jalopies, and you like jeopardy. Yes, I do. Look, you two. Do you want to get a room? I'd love to get a room. Well, I've got a box here. You can both go in. Your teeth might be in there. Yeah, well, I look for them. Are you a bit drunk as well? I'm a little bit drunk. I'm a little drunk. I'm a little drunk. Yeah, you. You both do the joke. We don't do the joke without a little drunk. Yes, we do. We both do it. Has my life come to this? Yeah, no one's 
donated anything for ages either, Richard. I know. Uh, well, what a lovely hour we've had together. I hope you've enjoyed it. Yes? Shall we go duck in the docks, another thuck? Yeah. Yes, let's do that, darling. Come on. Into the box. I hope you find your teeth. I'll put the dog there to guard you. Lucas is on top of you. All these broken fucking puppets. Broken and destroyed. Um, hope you enjoyed that. Uh, thank you very much. We went up from what? I don't know. We must. We were under... We are just over 16,000. We're 16,600 a week. So we put in £1,500 doing that. Um, so thank you ever so much for that support. I think that might just make the difference. Um, if not, I'll be back on Friday <laughs> to try and count down. I am planning to have Friday night off. Uh, we've got some lovely uh, family time coming up over the bank holiday weekend. Uh, I will be back tomorrow with Ali, probably not with Sally. We've got to keep her powder dry with her and save her up. She was good, though, wasn't she? I liked Sally. She was spunky. Um, and uh, I hope you enjoyed the very long uh, extract from my book. But I'm quite pleased it is that long. That's, that's a big chunk of a book, that is. Um, I thought it was all right. Uh, we might bring that out as a book as well as a, a sitcom. And you know, there might be another Kickstarter for that. But uh, as I say, if we hit this as it now looks likely fingers crossed um do keep donating if you haven't donated yet every little bit counts seriously i'd love 1000 people to put in a pound uh, that would be my ideal <laughs> be my ideal thing flobby f says i'll donate 500 pounds if you eat brian the wasp i'm not prepared to uh kill my co-stars i mean he's dead but i'm not prepared to destroy them he's the original brian the wasp was one name when he says he isn't his lie oh we haven't had donkey well donkey could come on at the end um oh actually we've got a new idea for donkey i should have done this this was this would have raised some money but um yeah, there he is there's donkey i just got to die richard i gotta die uh yo donkey is slightly uh the chroma key slightly we need to do some work on that if you if you think he's bad what about marmite lid look at him he's he's just, he's gone he's got a terrible plague he's got a terrible oh, it's such a funny darn that they'll all be back tomorrow um donkey i've been watching gus honeybun which was a tsw birthday greetings thing and i I think donkey could be the perfect uh gus honeybun for the 21st century <laughs> wishing people a happy birthday if it's anyone's happy birthday if it's anyone's birthday today or this week there must be someone in the chat room there's enough of you in there um let me know it's your birthday. Let me know how old you are. And, and Donkey will say hello to you. We're going to have magic buttons and all sorts of stuff. Um, if you want to give some money to have him, so wish you a happy birthday. And he'll do donkey kicks. Oh, that's a donkey kick. He'll jump. He does jumping. He'll jump however old you are. Uh, and um, we'll do magic button. You press that in the background. All changes. That's what happened with... I mean, it's my... I, I won't call it magic button because I don't want to get sued by Gus Honeybun or anyone to realise that I'm just copying Gus Honeybun. Yeah, I just want to die. I wish I had ears. Sorry, I wish I could hear that I haven't got ears. Oh, I can't. Oh, well, look, it's uh, Andy McH is 52 and one month. He was 52 last month. And I think Andy McH has done enough lovely work for us, uh, certainly on the snooker and, and, and just promotion and following us and come and see gigs in general. So would you like to wish... Uh, uh, Andy McKay, happy birthday. No, Richard, I want to die. And there's nothing to celebrate without another liar alive. 
I'd do 52 jumps for him. There's a lot of jumps in it. That's why they stopped at 11. On Gus Honeybun. You're finding it funny too because I'm starting to laugh a little bit as well, Donkey. No, I want to die. Uh, uh, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. You couldn't hear that in Magic Button. We're not going to call it Magic Button because people then Gus Honeyman or Sue. So if you uh, have a friend who has birthdays coming up and you'd like to, uh, to exhaust a tiny finger <laughs> By him jumping up to, I think it's just nice, you know. It stopped at eleven on Gus Honeybun. Where, where's the birthday greetings for? And if you do want to do like CBBS and send in a picture you've made with a picture of them in amongst their favourite characters from Ali and Herring's Twitcher Fun, all the better. And I'll put it up in that little box, and it'll be beautiful. Um, happy birthday, Andy McH. Thank you very much. You can have that one for free. We'll be charging a hundred quid a pop on those. Uh, we won't. It'll be a lovely little thing. If you email in herring at gmail dot com, if you attach a photo, uh, the funnier the better. Then uh, I donkey will choose the best ones, and donkey will wish at least one person a week a happy birthday. We could do it tomorrow. We haven't got. Uh, thank you very much to whoever just gave some more money. We're up to four hundred twenty-four people. Another £1,787 to go. <laughs> Ali's fan is 203 today. Very funny. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll have some fun with that. That's a nice little segment for you. That gives donkeys um, a reason to be. reason to be here. We are working on some jingles um, for some of these guys. And we're working up the I wish I could hear, but I haven't got ears. That is right. I think it was the herring 97 at gmail.com. Uh, or tweet me or whatever, you know, but if you tweet me, I'll get Um And we'll try and get, we can't return any of your pictures. We could do the gallery as well if you want, but, you know, we can do whatever we want to rip off from 70s and 80s kids TV. I think you're allowed after this time, I think you're allowed to just do it. That's that's my understand. That's my legal understanding. Uh, it would be better if his ears were flapping. Imagine that. And they would have been flapping back in the 70s. Uh, Mr. Bennett could come. I love Mr. Bennett. On, um, I mean, I think we should just do a lot of. Uh, I mean, more. We've got morph already. Do a lot of sort of take heart vision on style stuff. Um, look, I'm going to go and uh, spend some time with my delightful wife. I, I'm very, very grateful for everything you've done. I uh, let me know what you thought of. You can email me. Let me know what you thought of the the, the story. I don't want. I'm not taking suggestions on what's going to happen next. Um, we only need to get nine hundred four pounds a day now, according to this. It's probably even less now. I say, yeah, it's a little bit, a little less. That is incredible work from you. Thank you so, so much for that. The money will all go back to making stuff for you. And as I say, hopefully the next. Are we being raided? Is that's what's happening? Uh, hello, whatever this is. Um, yeah, uh, hopefully. Um, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. I'm so moved by this uh, weird thing that's happening in the chat room. Um. And by your support. So thank you very much for the support. Do tell your friends about Ali and Herring's Twitch of Fun. It's tomorrow at 8 o'clock. I will be doing some wonderful, wonderful um, research for that tomorrow. And I'm doubt doubtless we will mention the, uh, the Kickstarter again then. 
Look at that. The Raiders are in. That's very nice of you. Uh, and uh, the Raiders. Grow up. You're probably 40 years old. Grow up. You should be mature like me. I don't humiliate myself by doing weird, childish stuff. That's what everyone says about me. Uh, thanks very much for watching, kids. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Ali and Aaron, switch of fun. And back on Monday with more snooker. Wednesday with Rahalastapa with Michael Fenton Stevens. And then back Thursday. And it might be Monday, Wednesday, Thursday for a little bit. We'll see. Um, definitely more snooker. I've just updated as much of the uh, Me 1 versus Me 2 Wikipedia page as I was able. And. Uh, Yeah, that will be good. Uh, I don't know how to raid people, so, you know, if you know how to do it, you can go and do it. I don't care. All right, say goodbye. Uh, Ali and uh, Sally are fucking humping, and they don't know if you can hear. Oh, God. Oh, I'm coming. Oh, shit. I'm stunking up that in the shade. Oh, yes, darling, do it that way. That's how I like it. It's horrible to listen to, isn't it? Thank you very much to your country. Oh, that's fine. Thank you for your contribution. You're making me in pain to hear. Thank you for your contributions. It's been amazing. Um, thanks, guys. 425 fucking superstars. Uh, we're only going to need. We'll be. I'll be 500. 500 people will be there. So 75 more people in the next two days. Hoping for the best. Love you all. Thank you for that. It was a lot of fun. What a, it's good. We should just do some. We should hang out more. Guys, we should just hang out. Oh, God, I can't. Oh, shit. I shot dust. Shot dust everywhere. Let's turn this off quick. How do we. Oh, I, I've got to put the end thing in. Oh.